0: I here, New Hope Radio, the Hope Club Podcast. Glad to have me join me, and I hope that you can really make it a habit to get God's word like this as often as you can. Faith comes by hearing, hearing God's word. We know that, and I'll tell you what: the days we're living in, we need a lot of faith. Oh yeah, we've got to trust God that He knows what's going on, He's allowing it, and uh, we're kind of going along for the ride. Now, we know that life is a journey, right? We say that all the time. And every journey has potential obstacles, right? These obstacles get in our way, slow us down. Sometimes they even prevent us from going on. Jesus called these obstacles stumbling blocks. What's a stumbling block? (laughs) A block you stumble over. You know, Jesus had his own stumbling blocks. Oh, yeah. He had to deal with things that tried to trip him up, slow him down, even prevent him from getting to his destination. What do you think they were? Well... He had a family that didn't understand him. And therefore, they kind of thought, as the King James says, he was beside himself. He had his own people that wouldn't accept him. Imagine that. He came to his own, the Bible says, and his own received him not. He had a religion that wouldn't make room for him. He came into a period of law, and he tried to introduce grace and people wouldn't make room for that grace he had a friend who betrayed him and a devil who sought to undo him oh jesus understood stumbling blocks and that's why he warned us of our own and he even said in matthew 18:7 woe to the world because of its stumbling blocks for it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come So it's a reality. Just like every road has potholes, every path has roots and rocks that stick out of the ground, the world is filled with stumbling blocks to trip up the people of God. They're all over the place. Now, what does stumbling block signify spiritually? It signifies a scandal. It speaks of a snare or an offense. It's the word scandalon. Scandalon is a bait stick. When you were young, did you ever make traps? We, we used to make these traps. We used to get this shoebox and hold the shoebox up with a stick and put some lettuce inside the box and tie a string to the stick. And we'd wait for the rabbit to come by. And if the rabbit came by to eat the lettuce, pull the stick, boom, the shoebox falls on the rabbit. And you know what? A rabbit never came by. <laughs> never saw a rabbit come by. Take the trap, take the bait, and get trapped by the trap. But that's what a stumbling block is. That which snares you, trips you up. Jesus said, yes, the world is filled with them, but woe to that man through whom the stumbling block comes. In other words, even though there are many stumbling blocks in life, woe to the guy That is the stumbling block. Woe to him. So they're inevitable. But Jesus does not absolve the one who sets them. Think of life as walking down a rocky path. And every so often, as I said, a rock or a root sticks up and it tries to trip you up. So you've got to be aware and you've got to be alert not to stumble. What happens if you stumble? You fall. If people are watching, you're embarrassed. You could break a wrist. You could bang your head. So you've got to be alert and aware. Let's talk about different aspects of stumbling blocks that could come into ooh our lives as followers of Christ. The first one could be very surprising. A friend. Did you know that a friend can be a stumbling block? Oh yeah. In Matthew 16:23, we see how this unfolds. Peter told Jesus that he wasn't going to let him go to the cross. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you're not setting your mind on God's interest, but on man's. Now, Peter meant, well, no, Jesus, I love you. You're not going to go and die. And, and Jesus called him Satan. Because Satan's plan was to what? Maybe stop Jesus from getting to the cross. Now, we can have our own ideas when they're not God's ideas. That's when a friend can be a stumbling block. They think that their idea is better than the ideas of God's. And like I said, Satan, I think he really wanted to stop Jesus from getting to the cross. Why? Because that would redeem mankind. Those that believe, I... They would be redeemed. Devil didn't want that. No, he's like, Man, you're all going down with me. I'm going down, you're coming with me. So, whatever he could do to stop the Lord, even using his own friend, he would do it. Adam Clark, who I like to read, said the tran- the translation softens the harshness of Jesus' words. <laughs> so when Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan to Peter, he's saying, It was even stronger than that. Peter, you're a stone blocking my path. That's what he's saying. You're trying to trip me up. You're trying to interrupt my journey, and I won't have it. So number one, a friend can be a stumbling block. Number two, here's another surprising one. Judging others creates a stumbling block. Did you know that? Are you a critical person? You like to judge other people because they're not like you? Well, you've created a stumbling block for yourself, and here's why. Romans 14.12 Each one of us will give an account of himself to God, and therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. There it is. Now, when Paul said, let us not judge one another anymore, the word judge is the word krino, K-R-I-N-O, and it means to condemn. Judge with a condemning spirit. But you know what the Bible says in Romans 8.1? There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The word condemnation, same word, different form, katakrima, it means an adverse sentence, okay? Taken from kata no. So they're, they're the same word with different forms. There's no condemnation. There is no sentence to those that are in Christ. And Paul is saying, don't judge others. Do not judge other believers. Don't judge other people, as a matter of fact. That's God's job, not our jobs. See, rather than judge or condemn someone, Rather, how about this? Judge yourself. Judge yourself not to put a stumbling block in front of someone's walk. Now, how is it then by judging them, you put a stumbling block in front of them? How does that work? I think it works like this. You know the Christian life is difficult, right? We do the best we can to follow after Christ, and we all have our own struggles. So let's not make it more difficult than it is for someone. Okay? Being judged hurts, doesn't it? Have you ever been judged, condemned? How's that feel? We don't like it. It hurts. So remember that when judging someone else, we're adding hurt to their life. Sometimes we do it, we don't intend to cause hurt, but it's a natural response. Judging, Results in hurting people, and when people are hurt, they feel like they have a more difficult time going on. See, we are helpers along the journey, not a hindrance. We get to we get to look at the Christian life, trying to get as many people into the lifeboat as possible. And if people are trying to get in the boat, don't smack them with the oar. Get off the boat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't smack them with the oar. You got to pull them in. And when we judge them, we're smacking them with the oar and we're making it more difficult for them to get into the lifeboat. Okay. So that becomes a stumbling stone. Thirdly, here's another type of stumbling block. Miracles, religion, human thinking are all a stumbling block. And Paul kind of wrapped all these together in first Corinthians chapter one and verse 22. He said, for indeed, Jews ask for signs, Greeks search for wisdom, but we, we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, that's a stumbling block, and to Gentiles, foolishness. Now wait a minute, what's going on here? Why is that a stumbling block to the Jews, Christ crucified? Because the Jews wanted a messiah, to bring them a military victory over the Romans. They wanted those bad Romans to be removed. Our is going to come, he's going to beat them all up, and we'll be free. They were fearful of being deceived. Jesus called them a wicked and adulterous generation because they sought for signs. They wanted signs, and Jesus did a lot of signs, but they weren't good enough. So, there was a, the, the crucified Christ was a stumbling block to the Jews because he wasn't a general. He was a sacrifice. To the Greeks, they couldn't comprehend a God that would die at the hands of merciless men. That didn't make any sense intellectually. So that tripped them up too. That's like stumbling over a root sticking out of the ground. Didn't make sense. See, they were very intellectual. Like, they 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 couldn't comprehend a god dying at the hands of men so it's like no man that's not going to work either these are all stumbling blocks to the religious and to the intellectual you know you can be so smart you can't get saved you know that some people are are oh, yeah they're so smart science is their god and i seem to be hearing that more and more lately i hear people saying I don't need faith. I've got science. Science is my God. And they're going to find out rather abruptly one day. Science is not a God. Science was their stumbling block. It stopped them. They tripped over that and they never found Christ. There's another stumbling block. Number four. Liberty or freedom can be a stumbling block. You know that you can have a liberty and that's okay. But the misuse of your liberty will be a stumbling block. And Paul mentioned this in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. What was going on, there was a dispute in the early church as to the eating of certain foods that were offered to idols. People would go grocery shopping, and they'd go to the meat market. And if the meat market was owned by a pagan, they had good meat. And if the meat was offered to idols before it went to the meat market, some— Will say, Well, we can't eat that because it was offered to idols idols. Others will say, No, there's nothing wrong with that. We can eat it. That's okay. So it created a dispute in the Christian church. And uh Paul said, you know, the weaker believer would say, We can't eat that meat because it was offered to idols. The one that was strong in the faith would say, No, we can eat the meat because you know what, we don't we know those idols don't exist. It's a figment of their imagination. There's nothing wrong with the meat. So what did Paul say? He said, food will not commend us to God. We are neither the worse if we do not eat, nor the better if we do eat. But then he said, take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. So what's he saying? If you're a strong believer and you believe it's okay to eat that meat, you create a stumbling block in the life of the weak believer that says it's not okay. It said in verse 10, For if someone sees you who have knowledge dining in an idol's temple, will not his conscience, if he is weak, be strengthened to eat things sacrificed to idols? Idols, He'll go against his own conscience. And that's not good. For through your knowledge, he who is weak is ruined. The brother for whose sake Christ died. And so by sinning against the brethren and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. And therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will ever need I will never eat that meat again, so that I will not cause my brother to stumble. So are you tracking with me today? The issue is not the eating of the meat, but will your eating cause your weaker brother to stumble. This whole thing is more about love than it is about liberty, okay? Are you loving your brother when you cause your brother to go against their conscience? That's the key. Now, we don't have that problem with drinking today, I mean uh, eating today, but we could use drinking alcohol as an example. You might say, I have a liberty to partake of alcohol and I'm not going to get into the rights and wrongs of it if you say that's your liberty but if you're in the presence of someone that doesn't have that liberty then you put a stumbling block in front of them either they don't have the liberty because they don't believe in it they believe it's wrong or they have had problems in the past and that could cause things to resurface all over again and then there'll be a real mess so Liberties are only liberties when they don't cause other people to sin. When they cause other people to sin, that's called putting a stumbling block in front of them. Okay? So I hope I'm simplifying this and making it very, very clear. You put a stumbling block in front of someone when you cause them to sin or you cause them to go against their conscience. All right? So therefore, you have to abstain from from using your liberty for the sake of love. Okay. Number five, the fifth stumbling block we have. Paul said, regarding the law, the law is our schoolmaster that, what, leads us to Christ. The issue of circumcision came up, and the Jews were hanging on to that ritual in order to be brought into the fold. They were saying, okay, you can accept Christ, but you still have to be circumcised because they were under the law. Other people said Paul was preaching one had to be circumcised. So he responds to the Galatians who were Gentiles, in Galatians 5.11, but I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, then why am I persecuted? Then the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. So what's he saying? Wait a minute. Anything that you do to get in the good graces of God abolishes the cross. And the cross is really the means of our salvation. Let's face it, he was always being persecuted for something. They always found fault with the Apostle Paul. So he said, if I'm preaching circumcision, I'm removing the need for the cross, which is a stumbling block to many of you. So now he's telling the Galatians, if I'm saying you have to be circumcised, I'm I'm rendering the cross as ineffective. He says, then if you think you need to be circumcised, he said in verse 12, I wish you'd mutilate your whole self. In other words, he's saying, amputate yourself. <laughs> wow. If a little cutting will bring you into the braces of God, cut the whole thing off. That's what he's saying. That's what, Then you're really being God's graces. But you see, the law and what it demands is a stumbling block to those that understand grace. That's what he's saying. We come out from the law and we enter into grace. Okay. Then the sixth thing we have, worldliness and idolatry is a stumbling block. We get to the end of the Bible. Keep flipping those pages to Revelation chapter 2 and verse 14. And we have Jesus speaking himself. But I have a few things against you. Because you have there some who hold the teaching of Balaam. Who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sins of Israel. Of the sons of Israel. To eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit acts of immorality. Now what do we have going on here? Balaam was a prophet. And he taught Balak, who was a prophet, how to lead the people astray. In other words, false teaching. False teaching can be a stumbling stone, hindering you in your spiritual journey. And sadly, we have quite a bit of false teaching today in the church. Yes, we do. We have the health and wealth and prosperity teachings They are stumbling blocks in the church today. They really are. They they are not mandated in the will of God. Not all people will be healthy. Not all people will prosper. Not all people will be wealthy. But God loves them all. They are all born of the Spirit. So, we've got to be so careful that the preachers that preach these things, they're just tickling the ears of the people. And there's false teachers today, and they're saying there's going to come a great um, revival. There's not. There's not going to become a revival, folks. There's going to become a falling away, an apostasy. And I believe they are part of the apostasy. Leading up to the Great Tribulation, there will be a falling away from truth, and these guys that are preaching the health and wealth gospel are part of the apostasy. They're part of the falling away. So be careful what you listen to. So what do I do when any of these six things arise in my life? that trip me up. I've got a friend that puts a stumbling block in front of me and gets me out of the will of God. I find myself judging others. I become... A stumbling block to them. I'm hurting them. I'm dragging them down when they need to be lifted up. I become involved in religion or miracles and I let my human thinking become a stumbling block. Or I use my liberty to what? Hurt another weaker believer. Or I come under the law. Or I'm involved in worldliness and idolatry. What's the solution? when these things begin to pop up in my life. Well, Jesus said in Matthew 5.29, If your right eye makes you stumble, tear it out and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And he said, if your right hand makes you stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. For it is better for you to lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Now, what's he saying? He's speaking figuratively, okay? He's not speaking literally. He's speaking figuratively. And don't let it be said, I said told someone to go chop their hand off or pluck their eye out. No, let's be real. What he's saying is strike at the root of it. Strike at the root of the stumbling stones. Get a shovel and dig it out. Don't trip over it and damage your whole body. Get at the root of that stumbling block. So whatever it is that's causing you to stumble, if it's a friend, get at the root of it and straighten out that friend. If it's judging others, get your heart right and stop doing that. If it's looking for signs and wonders and miracles and being religious, realize, no, those things are old hat. We live in the grace of God. If it's using your liberty when you shouldn't be, dig it out, because you know what? Now it's really bondage. Liberty can become bondage when you lose control of it. If it's the law, be free. Come under grace. If it's worldliness and idolatry, you need to check yourself. And op- 2 Corinthians 13.5, are you operating by means of your faith? Do you really love the Lord? Do you love the world? Or do you love the Lord? Which one? See, we always have to do a hard check. When you're on a journey, right? This is before the GPS. You take a road map. And you often stop every once in a while and check the map. Am I going in the right direction, okay? And we have to check our hearts. Am I going in the right direction? Examine yourself. Are you operating by means of the faith? Stumbling blocks, we can hurt ourselves. We can hurt other people. And we know we don't want to do that. We love ourselves and we love other people. So we don't want to trip ourselves up. We don't want to be ensnared by things that are outside of God's heart and God's will. So we're going to keep checking our journey with the map of the Scriptures. That's why we need God's Word. It's our map. It's called a canon of Scripture. A canon means a measuring rule or measuring rod. It's how we measure our life. We measure our walk with the Word of God. That's what we do. Okay? So we have to do that on a regular basis. If not, you could wander away. You get off track. And that's when you start getting tripped up, when you get off track. We don't want to do that. We want to stay on track. And you know what else? We want to help other people stay on track as well. We don't want to be responsible for knocking other people off their journey toward likeness. Hey, don't forget tonight, July 6th, there is no service here at New Hope. It's the 4th of July week. Enjoy the week. Might have things going on. Everybody needs a break once in a while. So there's no service tonight here at New Hope. Enjoy the night. Light the grill. Make a hamburger. Kick back and relax. Enjoy the presence of God in nature. Sit back and look at the beautiful trees. Listen to the singing birds. Appreciate the world that God has created. Here we are in America. He's placed us in a beautiful place. It's all the grace of God. Maybe go somewhere tonight where you can just fellowship with God, commune with God, go to the park, and just enjoy God's creation. Okay? Thanks for coming along today. Don't forget the Hope Club podcast. You can check that out and hear this message a little bit later on as well. Look for the message, Stumbling Blocks. I'll see you next time.